0: Carroll bringing it forward Thompson's making the run Carroll hangs on to it though still David Carroll could go all the way
1: here <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to Ringing the Blues, the official Wiccan Wanderers podcast slash radio show. Right, on this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the game against Oxford United at Adams Park. We have a chat with Brandon Handler to see how his comeback from injury is progressing. Plus, Wiccan Wanderers fan Scott Carroll joins us for Till Death Us Do Parts. But first, let's head to Mexico City for some Chairboys Spanish and those all-important Liga Juan results with Uri.
3: Blues from Mexico City, it's me, Uri, and here are the results for League One. Bolton Wanderers 3, Charlton Athletic 3, Carlisle United 0, Cambridge United 4, Cheltenham Town 3, Port Vale 2, Derby County 1, Stevenage H 0, Fleetwood Town 1, Barnsley 2, Leighton Orient 1 Burton Albion 2 Lincoln City 1 Exeter City 0 Northampton Town 3 Bristol Rovers 1 Peterborough United 1 Blackpool 2 Portsmouth 4 Reading 1 Shrewsbury Town 0 Wigan Athletic 1 Wycombe Wanderers 0 Oxford United 0 Donuts for both teams Did you know that the Wiccan Wanderers versus Oxford United is my own derby? Yes, that's because in 2018, I celebrated Phil Catchpole's 40th birthday at Adam's Pork. And the match played was Wiccan Wanderers versus Oxford. And the score was the same. Donuts for both. So I considered that match my only derby because it's the only time I've attended Adam's Pork. Okay, so... mm, did you notice that uh, the referee wasn't fit for a referee? Yeah, normally fans sing this at referees because they disagree with some of the decisions. But against Oxford, the ref had to be replaced as he had hurt his leg. So in this instance, the referee was literally not fit to referee. So Cherboy Spanish this week, you're not fit for referee. Okay, how do we translate that? In Spanish, referee. Okay, let's go back to the Latin etymology. How do you say judge in Latin? That is arbiter, arbiter. So in Spanish we say arbitro, derived from the Latin etymology of judge. Okay, so referee, arbitro. And fit, okay, we say more like shape, in forma, you're in a good shape. Estás en buena forma. So, you're not fit to referee. Tú no estás en buena forma para arbitrear. Tú no estás en forma para arbitrear. You're not fit for a referee. That's it for this week. Back to Ingerland with my amigo Filiberto Cachapollos. Adiós. Cheers, Uri, and everybody at Ringing the Blues wishes referee
2: Simon Mather a quick and speedy return from his injury. Right then, on to the action at Adams Park on Saturday. Oxford United made the short trip down the M40. It's not a derby. And here's what happens. Remember, it's not a derby. McLeary stands out to the back post. Sadly, ah, Tips away by Cumming. Was it going in? We're not sure. Cumming didn't believe it's a chance. Go and drills it in. Big shout for Handball from the young centre-back. Not given. and still scrapping. Potts now. Wickham really turning the screw. McCleary on the right-hand side. Who crossed the ball into for header. Potts back to McCleary, but he can't find the wide-man. And he goes out for a goal kick. But vintage McCleary with the first-time cross. Kieran Sadlier with the corner. The six-yard area is incredibly busy. Saddles drills it in now. Coming punches away from underneath the crossbar going back out to Sadlia he goes for goal again which was it across the face of goal just past the post Potts up against Rodriguez Potts comes away with the ball gliding forwards down the line that's a lovely pass to Sadlia Sadlia can he keep it in play he can brilliantly against Long now right footed cross now on his left Sadlia tricky. back onto his right goes for goal being away Taylor great save again from the foot of coming what a save Sadly, so key to the move there. Wickham coming again, though, with Lowe.
4: So unlucky, that was.
2: Great wing play. Wickham in the halfway line now, and the ball goes down the channel, and the ball is not going to get to that one. Sadly, a lovely pass from Potts. Danced his way past Long three or four times, whipped in a, a cross-come shot.
4: Long didn't know what day it was then, did he? Dale, again, did everything right. The ball comes to him. First time shot and a half volley. Great save by coming again.
2: Gareth McCleary has the ball on the very edge of the quadrant. Right-footed, now chips it to the back post. Hit it clear again. Grimmer, oh. right-footed shot on the volley is inside the area. It was outside the six-yard box. Well, oh, here is goodness. sadly edge of the area. Skowen doesn't get a shot away. Goes back to Potts. Potts feeds it to Grimmer. Grimmer sets himself. Does he go? Does he go for goal here? No, he puts it out wide to McCleary. McCleary with a cross gets a lot of air on it. Headed back in by Labala Sadlia! Side netting. Wickham fans in the Frank Adams will be forgiven for being mistaken and that might have crept in. Pots to McCleary. McCleary skips away from Goodrum. Sweeping ball out to Sadlia. It's inch-perfect Sadlia inside the area. Jules it oh. to Labala. Oh, oh no. Glorious chance for Bez Labala. How's he missed that? Sadlia put it on a silver tray for Bez Labala. Who's let it run across onto his right foot? He's tried to put it in the bottom corner. I think anywhere
4: would have done. Oh, it's a great run into the box as well. Sad, what a ball first of all from G Max Sads again. Who's been, you know, our most dangerous player this half. It's a great early cross into the middle of the box, and just got to get some solid contact on it. And he don't know whether he's tried to hit too much into the corner. He just need to just scuff those ones into the corner, and you know, be desperate to be getting his, his first goal. And you know, he's doing everything right, but put it in the net and you know another great opportunity for, for Wickham and you know we've really been dominant in this first half.
2: Grimmer wins the head up, Labala takes it on his chest, cushions it to McCleary, heads it looking for the run of Scoan. that's and a great ball, Scoan right? into the box, oh. sadly a back post oh. side netting. Dale Taylor screaming for it in the six yard box as well and that's just wonderful stuff between McCleary and Skohan on that far side to work the ball in though, overturned possession with Lowe and Scurran, Lowe gives it away though and Oxford have it, but they've given it to Kane Vincent Young, Harris as a chopper at Vincent Young, but the referee plays the advantage Vincent Young to Sadly on the left wing Sadly now up against Long on the outside, back onto his right onto oh. his left, lovely, cuts it back into oh, the area and it's sad. cleared by Negru Sadlier with some dazzling wing play and the young defender's done well again Free kick taken oh, quickly, now Labala's through on goal. Cummings come out, Labala's looped it over him but it's oh. going wide. It just won't sit for barely Labala. Oxford tried to be clever and take the free kick really, really quickly. They gave it to a Wickham player who looped it through for Labala. Cummings was alert, Lucky. he ran out of the goal. Labala did everything right. Full-time whistle here at Adams Park. Joe, Wickham Wanderers in the first half especially enough chances to win that one by more than one goal.
4: Yeah, you know, we were really, really dominant in the first half, not just with chances, but the way we played, the possession, attacking football, we were on the front foot, we were closing them down early on. I don't think they kind of expected it and you know the two big chances for to Dale Taylor and Bez Lavala in the first half. On another day, they go in and, and we win the game quite comfortably. But when that doesn't go in, obviously kinda of grow into it eventually when they put two players up front and, and got a couple of chances later on but you know, over the course of the game I think we deserved it on, on chances but you know, a point and a clean sheet at our home isn't, isn't the worst against a top-eight team and um, something to build. on. we wanted to make sure that after Tuesday night at Bolton, we didn't want to play well and, and these sucker-punched again and, and fall to a defeat. So it's a step in the right direction again and, and a point on the board.
2: And defensively, Joe Lowe, uh, Ryan Tappers on Strick, uh, Kane Vincent Young, Jack Grimmer, uh, they, they look to be in, in control for, for huge amounts of that game as well.
4: Yeah, solid, really solid. Especially the two in the in the in the middle of the back. Joe Lowe with some great interceptions, some great moments where often you thought the ball was going to land to someone and Joe stuck his leg out or, or was in the right place at the right time. And um, yeah, he's he's been awesome this season, Joe. He's he's no frills. He, he does a really good job every week. And um, yeah, I'm pleased that he got man of the match today.
2: 63 minutes uh, uh, under the belt as well for Josh Cohen, which is uh, great news on his return.
4: Yeah, look, Josh, he has been a huge part. Of this team for the last three or four years since he's come back and um you know we miss him when he's not in the team there's no one probably in the league that does it as well as him in that position and played slightly further forward today and and showed at times how well he can do that job as well and you know i'm sure he was desperate even though before the game i think it was only for his plan that he only did an hour i think he was desperate to probably stay on you could tell that by when he came off he he didn't look too happy about it but um you know an important player to come back for the for the last kind of Few months of the season, and, and especially with the big game on Wednesday night,
2: it would have been nice to bounce into Wednesday with a win. But however, the performance largely was there today, and, and that's going to help Wickerboarders up the motorway on Wednesday. Uh, well, they'll probably travel up the day before, but Wednesday is the big game at Valley Parade. Uh, 90 minutes from Wembley, Joe. Uh, all focus is on the cup now for this week.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a lovely kind of um, distraction, isn't it? And and this cup competition's kind of kickstarted our our season really at times, and we picked up some really good results and some good performances at times when the the league results haven't kind of gone our way. So, you know, we deserve to be in this position. We've got a a semi-final 90 minutes up at Bradford, which is going to be a tough game. Um, It was a tough game early on the season, the Epic Cup, that we we managed to get through. But, um, you know, for a chance to play at Wembley um, in the cup final where, you know, there's not pressures like a a playoff final, then, you know, it's a a day that in the end if we can finish comfortably mid-table and we can... Have a, a cup final, a potential
5: cup win, then it would turn out to be a decent season for us.
2: Gaffer, a nil-nil, but an entertaining game.
5: Yeah, I thought it was a very good game against two good teams uh, between two good teams. Um, Oxford obviously fighting at the top of the league to to get in the playoffs and get promoted, and, and we feel like we're a team that's on the up, a team that's improving. We've had some good performances recently and some um, and some good uh, good results too. Uh, obviously on Tuesday night, I really felt like we should have taken something out of the game, um, and I wanted to make sure we did that today. In a local derby and, and something we wanted to give our fans something to cheer about, and I think we've made enough, more than enough chances to, to win the game. Unfortunately for ourselves, you know one didn't go in. Um, the goalkeeper's made a couple of very very good saves. Um, Oxford came back into it a little bit second half, and we had to, um, you know, make a couple of changes and and, and renew the energy. Um, but I'm pleased with that performance. I'm content with the performance. We just need to make sure we get the final touches to get the results that our performances deserve.
2: Frustratingly close, isn't it? Because, as you say, the performance is Tuesday and today. A bit more clinical in front of the goal. We could be looking at a very different points
5: tally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I genuinely believe that. Um, you know, but the, the outcome of the games have to be more in our favour because um, you know that's what you're judged on. A, a points total and a league table. Um, but in terms of performance and where we're trying to take the team and where we're trying to um, evolve and transition to, it's obviously been you know, a little bit bumpy along the way, but we, we're, we're, we're kind of pleased with the performances we're putting in at the minute. Um, but like you say, we, could, we feel like we could be higher, uh, but there's still 14 league games to go. There's still plenty of points to play for. We're, we're still fighting for it because I still believe that we can we can get higher than where we are and we want to be higher than where we are. I think if you look at the three games we've played this week against you know, top teams in the league, we've gone toe to toe with all of them. Um, and possibly could have taken more from, um, from two of the games. So, um, yeah, I think that we have to be reflective in that and, and hungry for more because, you know, we want to win more games. We want to make sure that we're, we're putting the points on the board. But in terms of, you know, performance today, I thought I thought we were very good. When you don't hit the net at on one end, it's more important at the other to
2: keep a clean sheet and defensively excellent today.
5: Yeah, you actually, um, yeah, made a great point. I just said it to the players in there. You know, I think earlier in the season, maybe when we've lost slight momentum in the game because we haven't taken our chances, we go and concede a late goal. But the resilience we showed today, I thought Jack Guerin was absolutely excellent. Um, a proper performance. And the two at the back that's a bit harsh on the other three defenders, I thought they were very, very good. Our, our shape, we work hard on the shape and um, where we can press and how we press. And, and um, I think our tactical understanding's really improved um, recently playing our new shape. Uh, the different shape from earlier in the season, so yeah, a couple of real big blocks, um, and um, we have to have to be pleased with a clean sheet because we haven't got as many of them as we want this season. So we have to keep the if your chances aren't going in one end, you have to keep the back door locked.
2: Uh, Josh Gohan, and the return from injury and, and just over an hour that was pleasing to see.
5: Yeah, I was pushing it. I was told he's, he's got an hour and we got to 64, 65, I think. And I, I don't want to lose him again. I think it was a big decision to leave Butch out. But, you know, um, as I said before the game, he, he, we felt like his numbers have gone through the roof recently. He needed a bit of a, uh, just a break. Um, having Joshie back with that extra tenacity and energy that he brings, he's a big player for his football club. And I thought he was excellent today to go so long without a game and just to step right back in. It was really, really pleasing. Um, so, yeah, big player for us and really pleased to have him back.
2: he uh, Wheeler, Butcher coming off the bench as well. It's There's some real strength in that position now.
5: Yeah, there absolutely is. Um, and that's what we wanted coming out of January. I felt like, you know, with the schedule we have and one we're really looking forward to, um, by the way, really, really looking forward to this run of games we've got. Um, this week started it off. We we knew we needed some strength in depth. Um, so, you know, we've, as with today, we're missing Vokesy, but we've still got um, Bears and, and Richard um, up front. So, you know, I think that there is good good competition for places. We're going to need everybody over these next couple of months and um, I'm really looking forward to them.
2: And before kick-off, a real emotional moment at Adams Park. Um, The minutes of applause to celebrate the life of young Adam Ankers.
5: Yeah, I don't think there's any club in the country like ours who remembers our own and... um, when you're one of ours, you're, you're never forgotten. I thought it was a real emotional moment. I I felt it before the game. I thought the emotion in the ground. And thank you to Oxford and their supporters in the way that they respected that moment and really joined in. I thought that was fantastic of them um, and full credit to them. Um, but our supporters, you know, once you're one of us, you're never forgotten. Um, it must be terribly painful for, for Adam's family, what they're going through right now. I, I don't, you know can't envisage what they're what they're feeling and thinking so i hope that there was a little crumb of comfort to to see so many of of our own um, remembering adam um you know and he'll never be forgotten because um this is a special football club and once you're part of it um you're never out
2: and onto the cup now onto wednesday after a very busy week in the league uh, a cup semi-final that's uh, something to get excited about
5: absolutely um you know it's the type of days that I want to have as a manager of this football club it 's the type of days that you know, i 'm sure our supporters are looking forward to i 'm sure the, you know, I know the players are too, so um, we 've got a couple of days to to recover from this and uh, pick the bones out of it, count the bodies and see who 's got knocks and, and make sure we 're ready to go on wednesday evening it 's a really exciting occasion to to lead our club into a semi final cup semi final and we uh, 're certainly looking forward to it uh,
2: it 's an extra day to prepare because it 's a Wednesday night game, but then the flip side is one le- day less to prepare. For the league next Saturday
5: Yeah it is and, and that's what it gives you You know And we We saw after um, The Brighton game here We then went to Cheltenham And, and we got a result So we're, we're certainly Looking forward to it With energy We're going to have to make You know um, Alterations and changes For each game I, I believe Because the energy Needs to be there For Stevenage next Saturday We want to Go and put on A real good performance there um, So we won't be taking Our after boil In terms of the league But come Wednesday evening We want to be ready Because I want to put in A good performance
2: Josh back out there How was it for you?
1: I uh, enjoyed it, I felt good, you know, to get first 60 since, well for a few weeks obviously um, But yeah, I felt good, body felt good and I think it was a good performance
2: uh, The gaffer said it was planned 60 minutes, He got a few more minutes out of it, I think 64 in the end But physically you felt up to it?
1: Yeah, physically I felt fine, you know, it makes it in my head a little bit frustrating because I felt so good But I know we have a plan and that plan keeps me safe from any further injury So um, yeah, I'm just buzzing to be back out there and to get 60 odd minutes
2: it was a combination of suspension and injury at this time of the season. It must be frustrating because by this point of the season, you're fully in the groove, aren't you, in terms of match day schedules?
1: Yeah, like I say, before, obviously getting a suspension wasn't, obviously, I don't know how to explain, but it wasn't planned, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, before that, I felt good. But to pick up an injury while suspended obviously makes it feel a little bit worse. But... Um, yeah, I'm glad to be back out there to help the boys and, you know, carry on the performances they've had the last few weeks.
2: It's been a good performance today, but Wickham couldn't find their way through chances especially in that first half as well. An element of frustration there.
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit, but then there's a lot of positives. We're getting in the right areas, you know, we're creating chances and we know, we know we've got players who can finish them off, so it's about just learning from that and just keep building on that. and I know the goals will come as they have done previous weeks.
2: And equally, uh, a really good dis- defensive display as well. If you don't score, then it's more imperative not to concede. And Wickham looked very solid today.
1: Yeah, I think we felt solid. You know, Taff Lowy back there, me, potty in front of him. We felt solid. And um, yeah, you know, you, you can build you can build from being solid at the back. And like I say, that gives us the platform to get the chances and hopefully in the future get the goals. And real
2: competition for places now with everyone getting fit and the window being closed. In that central midfield area as well, uh, Butcher, he. Potts, yourself, uh, Wills can play in there too. There's, there's real choices for the gaffer there.
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be the gaffer to me. You know, he's got headaches, but you know, they're good headaches. We're all very capable at this level. And we're like I said, it's, we all, to be fair, we're all similar, but also very different in different ways. But, um, you know, I relish the competition. And as long as I keep playing well, and hopefully I get to keep my shirt.
2: It's been a busy run of fixtures against teams in the top eight. You, you had to watch the first two. You took part today. Uh, four points from those three games, I think, going into
1: that is not a bad return. No, I don't think so. You know, say there's yeah, what was it? Three teams that are fighting for promotion at the minute. So um, yeah, to get four points in those three games, I think it's it's a positive, and um, we can build from that and take and uh, yeah, be confident going into obviously Wednesday and then weekend.
2: Yeah, Wednesday a cup semi-final. Uh, you don't we don't get to say that too often here at Wickham Wanderers. Uh, but that's an exciting game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, any semi-finals obviously exciting. So um, obviously to get one Wickham, this it's it's obviously a joy to be able to do that. Um. But the way we've been playing the last few weeks, I think we go into that game very confident and hopefully we can get another day out of Wembley.
2: Uh, there's a lot has lot changed with Bradford, our opponents, since we were last there in the FA Cup uh, earlier in the season. Uh, does that game have any bearing on it or is this a complete fresh slate?
1: Um, every game is different anyway, no matter what style of play they normally play. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go in there to assert ourselves against them. And I, I know we've got the players in this, in this change room that can go and hurt them
2: and it's uh, the cameras there as well be a lot more attention than this competition usually gets in the earlier rounds. We're right into the business end of this one now. Will that have, have an effect as well, knowing that the cameras are there?
1: Um, it's obviously nice to play in front of the cameras, but I think we've just got to go into the game as another game and play the way we have been, and, and, and like I said, I'm sure we'll have a nice day out at Wembley if we do the business.
2: Good luck, safe travels, and we'll see you there. Thank
1: you. We've heard from the gaffer and Josh, but every story has three
2: sides. Here's the Oxford fans in the opposition view. Ox I H
0: L A. Not the best performance from us, but a good point considering we should have been two down at half time. Only some really super saves from Cumming kept us in the game. The ref hit an all time low today, an absolute shocker. They're usually pretty bad, but he was really awful. JoJo Lobster. Wickham had the better chances, and yes, Cumming made the saves. But, to be honest, if Wickham can't hit the ball a yard either side of the keeper and then miss completely from inside the six-yard box, our keeper will undoubtedly keep us in it. Jester. Definitely a decent point. It felt as if we were under continual aerial bombardment, especially in the first hour. Free kicks in their own half the sort we'd probably play back to a defender, were launched into our box. Throw-ins <coughs> were launched into our box. The only player of any quality was Sadlier. otherwise it was all just hoof it and hope.
1: We <coughs> did well to
0: survive, along with a little bit of luck. We've always struggled in these sorts of games, and we normally lose them, so I've come back from Wickham pretty content, really. It surprised me, though, that... Once we started getting at them in the last half hour, they seemed to decide (laughs) a draw was okay. Weird. You'd have thought they'd have fancied their chances of a win, really. Chrome Yellow If we had got the penalty we deserved and scored it, we could have been saying things like, played badly and still getting three points is the sign of a team that's going to get promoted. But, as it was, We rode our luck in the first half and were robbed in the second. 38 years of pain. We thought our midfield were overrun for 70 minutes, so playing out from the back was impossible because there was no out ball other than to play it long. Bowdoin coming on helped to turn the tide and also Wickham tired as they worked very hard without the ball. We defended well, (laughs) Apart from poor Sam, who was literally scared sh-ish-less of Sadlier, Coming made three or four great saves, but Lubala missed a sitter. We got a point, but continued to look unconvincing. It was also a dull, unentertaining watch. Jim Smith, too. We were very, very lucky to get a draw against. A very ordinary team, who are 15th in the league! It was yet another shambles, being managed by someone who has absolutely no EFL or equipment experience. We were second in the league and going brilliantly under Manning, and then Dez takes the same squad down the league and on the way to being out of the playoffs altogether.
2: Northern Yellow.
0: That was a really good point against a very awkward team. We absolutely rode our luck, but so what? We also had chances to win, and that's very much the sort of point that a playoff team will get. So I wish the desbashing bashing would stop. Tony Stoyle. Glad to get back from that tin pot place with something for once. We were totally out for in the first half, but to be fair to Des, I thought he changed it up well. And we should have won in the end. Onwards and upwards. Sutton Yellow. A turgid performance that was at best anemic but often disorganised. We didn't look well prepared or well coached. I don't think we should simply explain that away as one of those games against a certain type of opposition. We never imposed ourselves on the game and that's not good enough. Wickham were more organised out of possession than we were and they pressed more effectively to get the ball back. If we'd done this as effectively, we would likely have won the game because we have better players.
2: Brad Pittick.
0: A clean sheet away at Wickham? I'll happily take that. Can't even remember the last time we won at Adams Park. Follow the Ox 1. Wickham's pitch is tight, and they are a physical team. But, fair play to them, they're also a well-organised side. Their pre- and post-match music, on the whole, is a lot better than ours, too.
2: Bill Turnbull, a broadcasting legend whose tireless campaigning for prostate cancer awareness left a lasting legacy for men's health in the UK. Bill's message
4: was clear. I really want you and your loved ones to take this simple online risk check now let's honor bill's legacy together let's
0: get men across the uk to check their risk let's broadcast
2: it like bill
0: check your risk share
2: the risk checker save
4: Thursday evenings from seven. The Wicked Wanderer show is now in its fourth season and as you'd expect we'll continue to bring you match analysis and highlights from Phil.
2: You might enjoy this Jack. Rona Grimmers but yes come on you blues love hearing Jack's commentary while his wife father-in-law and his mum move house for him. (laughs) get
4: absolutely thrown under the bus <laughs> we'll regularly hear from manager Matt Bloomfield
5: of course there's technical and tactical stuff that we've been working on that we would like to see but in terms of what I want to see and have to see it's all about the hard work togetherness and, and team spirit uh, and everything else comes off the back of that
4: as well as members of the current team
5: you know we have discussions about how we're going to do it better and I
4: think the only way you can do that is by keep practicing keep learning and and hopefully then we'll get better
6: and better with it and ex-players everyone says as fast as i probably run and they're probably right yeah was just a, a motion fueled moment there really just it was great because my dad is
7: one of those people that gave me a lot of stick about not scoring as well so I just wanted to see him and rub it in
4: we'll bring you news from in and around the club continue to follow Wickham Wanderers women and some things you wouldn't expect <laughs> too much uh, too much or not, not enough. tell the orchestra they can go now <laughs> and don't forget you can catch up with the show via the podcast
1: the Wickham Wanderers show only on Wickham Sound
4: Earlier in the
2: season, Wickham Wanderer striker Brandon Hanlon ruptured his anterior cruciate ligament playing against Stevenage at Adams Park. We've been keeping an eye on Brandon's progress on his recovery from injury and he dropped by the Wanderers TV studio last week for a chat. Brandon, how are you doing?
7: I'm doing all right, yeah, doing all right. Um, back in, back doing rehab, so yeah, I'm good.
2: Operation done? Yeah,
7: operation's done. How's it gone? Yeah, it went well the original operation went well. I didn't have any problems. It was pretty smooth, to be honest. Painful, but it was smooth, yeah, it was. So everything went well, yeah.
2: They knock you out, right, for it? Yeah,
7: they have to knock me out for that. I couldn't imagine being awake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's it like when you come round, then, is you, I mean, I've had the operation as well, your legs sort of massive at the end, right?
7: Yeah, when you come round, it's weird, but you've got so many painkillers in you, like, you can't really feel much, but, you just wake up, you just instantly like look at your knee just to make sure it's still there, um, <laughs> and then yeah, you just kind of just go with it. Do you know what I mean? And you got a battle scar now. Yeah, I got a few now. Here, <laughs> down here, 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 here. But they're healing up quite well, to be honest. It's the bio oil recommended.
2: Bio oil. Yeah, bio oil.
7: Yes, recommended.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so now it's all about the long road to rehab then.
7: Yeah, yeah. Now it's definitely about just. Banging out the rehab, just doing everything right, um, just trying to get back stronger, better than the better shape I was in before. Do you know what I mean? I have got a long time to do so, so it's just about doing it all right and like
2: ticking those little boxes. You know what I mean? Obviously, you wouldn't have to wait a huge amounts of time for the for the operation. I remember I had to wait a long time for mine. Had it on the NHS, so you do a lot of pre work, don't you, as yeah, well yeah. to kind of prepare your body? Yeah. I've, the thing is, it felt.
7: Like a long time. I mean, I got injured in November, didn't have the operation till January. So like that time period felt very long because you was kind of like standing still almost, you know what I mean? You knew your operation was coming, but in that process I had to get like my range back in my knee and do a bunch of stuff. That's the boring stuff, but you need to do it before the operation. So it did feel long, but it's something that you have to do.
2: Speaking to injured players in the past, they they, they sort of set sort of goals and, and milestones. What's your next milestone? I
7: think it's like I said, that when before the operation I had to get my range back and funny enough, after the operation you have to get your range back again. So I think for me now it's just about getting that range back and that would be a big milestone I think to tick because you know after the operation it's everything's just tight and it's hard to bend and straighten. It's like minor things, but they're actually massive in the long run. So, just getting the range back is a milestone for me.
2: But back at Marlow Road regularly as well. Uh, I know you can't be out on the grass, but is it good being around the boys again? Yeah, nice, nice. Like,
7: obviously, you spend so much time at home, like, it's, it's almost weird when you come back in, but it's definitely refreshing. Like, you get to obviously, you're injured, but you get to have like a structure and you get to be in early. Do you know what I mean? you've got gym to do, like, gives me a a structure and it makes things easier, yeah.
2: And the sense of perspective, I guess, as well. Yeah. Because, you know, you have a lot of time to probably think about the game and (laughs) and, and not playing at the moment, but, you know, maybe appreciating the times when you will again. Yeah,
7: no, 100%. I think that even when I'm watching the games, like, it's a totally different view when you're on the side um, almost as a fan, do you know what I mean? Than actually on the pitch. Obviously, on the pitch is totally different, you know what I mean? But I could easily say, like, you should have done this, you should have done that. Um, but yeah, it's giving me a different perspective, 100%. And to be fair, I've got a lot more games to watch, so yeah, it's good.
2: Are you becoming, are you finding it easier to watch? Because at the start, it's quite difficult. Nah, it's
7: <laughs> never really easy to watch because whenever you watch football, you just want to be out there, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, like I've got the grips with where I am, do you know what I mean? So when I'm watching the game, I'm not looking at it like, oh, I want to be there, I want to be there. I'm more just kind of enjoying the game, do you know what I mean? And you're learning a language, right? Are you Are
2: using the time to do other things?
7: Yeah, well, I was starting to learn Spanish, um, just like through podcasts and stuff. Um, that was before the operation. And then I had the operation and I was a bit... I don't know, I was in too much pain, so I kind of just let it go, but... I'm definitely going to learn Spanish by the end of this. Rehab's done. I need to get some lessons booked in. I'm just gonna start looking around. And I I feel like I'll be better learning one-to-one with someone. Yeah. Yeah, than like trying to do it online
2: and stuff. Okay, so it's giving you that little bit of extra time somewhere else to think like, why Spanish? Do
7: so you know what? I went to Barcelona um, with my brother when we had a little break. We had, I think it was last, before mm. I got injured. Um, and I just l I just loved Barcelona. I feel like it was just such a nice country and I feel like Spanish is just a language that like just sounds it sounds good, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I just wanna learn it. I wanna learn French as well, but I gotta to stick to one at a time, do you know what I mean?
2: Well apparently if you learn Spanish French is easier. French is easier, yeah. So there's a big inter- yeah, inter- so, there we go. Well, on Ringing the Blues every week, we do a thing called Chairboy Spanish, where we take a phrase from that weekend's game, okay. and we get it translated into Spanish. So uh, that could be a help for you as well. Yeah, that could be a help for me. I don't know what anterior cruciate ligament is in Spanish. Do you want to learn uh, that one? No, no, no. Let me start with the small stuff.
7: Okay. How's your day and stuff? Like, then we'll go to the ligaments.
2: Well, Brandon, good luck with the Spanish, and more importantly good luck with the rehab um, and we'll keep checking in with you to keep you uh, involved with what's going on yeah and uh yeah hopefully back on the grass well running outside so, well not soon but that's yeah that's on the that's horizon.
7: definitely on the horizon i think obviously like you say this step by step you know what i mean get the range back then obviously build back muscles and whatnot and then hopefully get on the grass
2: but well, right. i'm sure you'll
7: always see it absolutely when here, yeah.
2: so we want to good. capture that moment. there's one other question as well nutrition does that change, obviously, because you're not doing um, the physical exertion that you were, yeah. but then is there foods that you have to eat that encourage sort of... To
7: be honest, I haven't actually done physical exercising about phew, since I was injured. I mean, I've done some, like, hit workouts, but I'm, I'm still in quite a good shape for someone that hasn't really done anything. But, yeah, nutrition is a big thing. We got Reese in, the nutritionist. I met with him, um, and he kind of broke down what I need to be eating. Obviously, it's hard to do... Everything he says, like I do treat myself sometimes, but um, I have been good. I mean, you would be able to tell if I haven't, so yeah, I've got to kind of stick to that for a long time. So,
2: there's good. no like superfood that encourages sort of recovery, or well,
7: if there is, someone needs to tell me, but I haven't come <laughs> across it now. I need to, I need it as well. Yeah, <laughs> same.
2: Well, Brandon, see you out right in this soon. Sure, thank Top you. Top stuff. <laughs> It's Till Death us Do Part where Wiccan fans talk about their wonderful memories because supporting a football club is like a marriage. They're yours for life through the good times and the bad. And I'm with a man who's seen plenty of both of those things, Wiccan fans, Scott Carroll. Scott, how are you? I'm very well, Phil. Thank you. Yourself? Very good, mate. Pleasure to sit down face-to-face and do this with you in the Legends Lounge. Uh, Where did your Wiccan Wanderers journey
6: start? Can you remember? Uh, It started at Lokes Park all them years ago. Uh, My dad took me down as a boy and... A lot of fond memories of the last game when George Best played down there. And then obviously, as you get older, sit doing the old junior blues here when we moved to Adams Park. And it, yeah, and then ever since now, come down with my own children. It's just, yeah, it's great. Falling in love with it again since, uh, since your own kids get involved, as you well know.
2: Yeah, when you see, you know, your kids going through the things that you did. Uh, and, they'll, you know, well, in a few years time, maybe the they'll pain. be doing, hopefully they won't be doing all the things that you were doing <laughs> at that point. We'll see. Thank you, Phil. (laughs) No comment.
6: (laughs) Uh,
2: So this feature goes on about our favourite ever Wiccan Wanderers memories. Uh, And that's going to be quite hard because we've lived in Some amazing times for this club, and you know. So, what is your favourite ever Wickham Wanderers memory?
6: It's got to be Wembley, I think. uh, The the 1993. It's got to be that's that's the one you remember. uh, You know, winning a cup at Wembley as a as a child, and you know, used to go up in a mini bus and the park in a car park and have a get the football out and have a kick around at Wembley, and the parents had a few beers, and then you went in there. It's so exciting, and you actually win as well. So hopefully, we have the same this year with the. uh, with a Papa John's Trophy, and you have the same memories of our kids. It would be lovely.
2: Were you one of those who... I remember having my face painted the first time I went to Wembley in 91 and 93, and I think 94 as well. Were you,
6: were you doing that, very, the blue wigs? Yeah, very much so. The foam hands and all that. Yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah, absolutely quality. Good, great memories. And yeah, hopefully we can do it again this year. As I say, yes, I get a win on Wednesday and see where we go.
2: One of those things about that day that I remember so well, Jason Cousins... I mean the goal was good but the celebration was out of this world climbing that fence
6: oh yeah unbelievable I think, uh, I think yeah, when he was doing that I think we were trying to climb the fence the other way to get on the pitch so yeah uh, well, yeah unbelievable memories and you know that's, what, that's why everyone loves football isn't it and then you try and get your children involved and yeah and you try and get you get love back again and yeah here we are and doing it and then we had West in here today he brings my memories back once again so yeah brilliant did you struggle
2: a bit like me as a kid? Because we went to Wembley and I just assumed we'd win because that's all that ever happened. So in 2015 when we went, I was a little bit older by that point, I didn't, we, and we lost. Very much but so, yeah. Football's meant to be this sort of metaphor for life and preparing for these things. But Martin O'Neill, all he told us about was success. Did you ever, what was the point you realised that actually football wasn't always about winning?
6: Well, I think they're very similar to you there, Phil, 100%. And, yeah, I don't, I don't think you ever go to Wembley and think, oh, God, we might lose. And then when you do, I think it's uh, yeah, down to down to earth for a bang, I think they say. And then, yeah, and it's, it's, it's trying to explain that to your kids that you don't win every week. And unfortunately, supporting Wickham, you're never going to win every week. But when we get the good times, it's fantastic. So, yeah, and, yeah that's basically it, to be honest. Well,
2: the 1993 final was in. Uh, so now we come up to the modern day, uh, something new, your favourite player in the current squad?
6: Oh, mate, um, I, could go, I could get lynched here by a few of them. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, I think it's got to be at the moment. Potsy, absolutely different level. Like I said to Finley, um, he would play for England. Uh, he's just a, kind of composure for a young lad, and the distribution, and he's so, you know he's such a level-headed boy as well. He, he, like it, it, it's got to be him. But then also you look at you look at Grimmer this year, steps up. Jack, it, it, you know, he's stepped up and he's, he's taken over a leadership role and um, he's the pure passion for him. And then you look at everyone else, like JJ, still around the place, doing well. You've got, got Foxy, McGariff as well, McCleary. And yeah, but I'd say this year, it's got to be Potsy. Seeing him is a standout, in my opinion, just so good.
2: You've broken the, un- the unwritten rule of football fandom, never fall in love with a lone
6: e. I Yeah, I know, there is that. But then if you can also see him move forward and hopefully he'll do very well in the Premier League, I think that's a massive compliment to Wickham and his journey. So you look at it that way, yeah, I think he'll do it. He's just, he's just honestly, seeing him around the place as well. And the person he is, and he's got everything, I think, in my opinion. So, yeah, good luck to him. And yeah, he's, he's fit. my little boy's favourite player as well, so it helps.
2: And also, when I see Eze putting on the shirt for England and playing in a match today, I've, I've said this before, but I always say, he wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for Wickham
6: <laughs> yeah de- de- it's definitely all about Wickham that one 100% <laughs> nothing to do <have> with anything else <laughs> right
2: we're sticking with Loney's now or, or maybe players that we should have signed this is something borrowed so favourite ever Loney or player you wish that we'd signed that we didn't
6: Oh, that we didn't. See, I'd say Alfie Mawson, but he did sign. Um, but, you know, when he came into the club, it was just, it was different level the first time. And then, obviously, went off to do what he was going to do. Um, but, so, you know, I tried to play centre-half as well when I was younger. So, you know, I like Josh Knight when he came and he was different. You know, it's got to be, yeah. I know Mawson did sign eventually, but what a player he was when he turned up. Like, his first stint. And then, you know, I'm lucky to get injured. and Yeah, I'd, yeah between them two, I'd say.
2: Alfie Mawson that second time round, it was almost like, we didn't know it at the time, but the sort of long, emotional goodbye.
6: <laughs> yeah, it was as well, yeah. And uh, it's so disappointing to see, you know, a player that has got that much ability and get injured. And, you know, let's be honest, he, he, he should have done a lot more games in the Premier League than he did. And then coming back to Wickham, which I think, you know, he, he'd say himself that helped him with his career, moved him along. And then, yeah, just... The fact it's been cut short—it's not fair, is it? Sometimes, but that's football, I guess. So.
2: That goal away at Luton—it's uh, sort of unwritten down as well. A bit of folklore that had he not scored that on Sky, we might have signed him. But what <laughs> a goal it was!
6: So yeah, so they say. You know, Rumour has it, and. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. What a goal! But you know, I think you know players deserve everything they get if they put it in, and the amount they go through, and the, the what they put into being a professional footballer, and him especially, you know, sort of modern professional, when he came back, and then you know you see him up the training ground and down the ground, and you know everything he put into it, he deserved, he deserved everything. So yeah, they get what they, you know, they reap your rewards, don't you, when you put all the effort in, I guess. And what, a, what, a, you know, what a player, and yeah, it's just so, so unfortunate for him, really.
2: You've mentioned the kids a few times in this, but obviously we talk about the players on the pitch. But here at Wickham, you get to know the players, you get to see how they act around, you know, your kids and everything else, and they're real shining examples for the club.
6: Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, that's. I think that's the difference with Wickham as a as a club is is the family environment and the, the players they bring in. They get involved with the community, they get involved with the youngsters. And, you know, we're, we're lucky enough that my boys get to see the players, you know, quite a lot, and every time we see them. They're just fantastic, you know. Same as you feel, you and yours, yours get down is, you, you know, they're, they're all brilliant and they're, they're more accommodating. Everyone comes and says hello, and you know, so it's a family environment. And, and uh, I think that's why Wickham's so appealing to all the, you know, the younger groups. You know, we go to Finn's school now and they do football club, and you've probably got 50% of them got Wickham shirts on. I think that says a lot, really, from where we were four years ago, when none of them had any Wickham shirts on. So, yeah, hopefully the future's bright.
2: Good stuff. Right, final question. Something blue now, favourite piece of merchandise or favourite idea? Now, I know you're a creative man, Scott, so I'm quite <laughs> excited about your answer for this. Idea for a piece of Wiccan merchandise that the club's missing
5: out on?
6: Oh, so I asked the question this morning at home, and my Finny said to me, he goes, I'd love some Wiccan pyjamas. Oh. And I, you know, I talk to Jules every now and again about what they should do in the shop, and, you know, only from the child's perspective. So I'll say that, and I think they should get some flags as well, because, you know, from the kids' environment, a parent would always spend a fiver on a flag, and they'd always buy them some pyjamas. So, yeah, there we go. That's my thing. But I might buy some as well. I was going to say, Scott, I mean, I was
2: thinking maybe like a, like a Wickewondra's
6: silk smoking jacket. Have we doubled the price, or it'd <laughs> the price to, yeah, to try and get my size, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. Scott, we sat in the Legends Lounge, and we've got Mark West has been in today, who a little bird tells me was your coach when he was an adult
6: yeah he was um under tens he said to me and uh, yeah he reckons that i was um what did he say He that quick one that scored all the goals but looking at me now uh, i don't think you could believe a sight but yeah yeah no he was, he was fantastic and you know he was a big kickstart to my foot i love of football and uh, you know when we were playing up at stoke and church and then moved on to penn and he was the first one to say go and improve yourself and yeah, what a guy! And it's the first time I've seen the Legends Land. Really, you know, there's been some good people coming here doing talks, but everyone's buzzing. Everyone wants to chat with him, and yeah, it's, it's good to see him back here. To be honest,
2: first ever goal at Adams Park as well.
6: Yeah, and what? Yeah, what a day that was, Forest. I remember it. Yeah, very well. To be honest, yeah, and it's just it's you know it's, it's good to see people out like come back to the club, isn't it? And I hope for a few more in over the course of the season. So come and join us in the Legends Land.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> Scott. Hopefully, we'll be walking down Wembley
6: Way together in April.
2: Big game have. this week for Wickham at Bradford. Are
6: you confident? Uh, yeah, I am nervously confident, to be honest. Because, uh, yeah, everyone wants a day out at Wembley. And, you know, it would be great. And uh, hopefully we turn up, put a performance in, get a result. And then, yeah, it would be a tough one at Wembley uh, against Peterborough or Blackpool. But, yeah, you know, let's, let's be honest. It's all about a day out, isn't it? And... Um, <laughs> That's what we want as fans and, you know, the club needs it, the, 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 the town needs it and, yeah, hopefully get a good result and trust in the players and, yeah, here we go. Let's have
2: a go. I'm looking forward to it. If we can do win, I reckon this competition will be like the Sex Pistols gig <laughs> at Manchester Free Trade Hall where everyone will be saying, well, of course, I went to all the games
1: oh,
6: yeah, in the group stage right the way through to Wembley. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm sure them 700 fans that turned up every week would be the ones saying, oh, why are you coming now? But yeah, of course it is. It's great for the town, you know. And let's be honest. It's about the revenue you can get from it for a club like us. And, you know, if we can, if we can get 15,000 going to Wembley, that's, you know, that's a lot of money in the pocket. And it could improve the squad next year. And, you know, it's great for everyone because everyone gets a good day out. The kids get to enjoy it. And the parents enjoy it as well. So, fantastic. Cheers, Scott. Thanks for your time this week. And thank
2: you for listening as well. We'll be back next week with news of our trip to Bradford to see if we can make it to Wembley. And also, we're taking on Stevenage at the Lamex on Saturday too. All the action and reaction coming up from those games next week. In the meantime, come on, you blue.